This is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome to another episode of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Claypool. And with me today, co-hosting, is Jessica Hauk. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm good. It's good to be here today. Yeah, we're we're on the last of five uh, episodes uh, of, of the entrepreneurship series, and I think we're finishing big. We've got probably uh, I don't know. I think he's the biggest entrepreneur we've got in the area. Uh, he's definitely somebody that I I like to model when I'm doing my stuff. Uh, today we've got Rod Mayer. How you doing, Rod? Oh, great. Now, first of all, I'm going to correct you. It's Meyer. Meyer, and sorry. I, no, no problem whatsoever. Let's Tell have me. a little bit of fun. Yeah. That happens almost often, <laughs> always in my career, but Oscar Meyer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A and Oscar Meyer spelled M-A-Y-E-R, just like my last name. So it's Meyer, but Meyer, Jody, Meyer, no, no Meyer. worries. That's I right. always like to have a little bit of fun with that. Fantastic. Uh, we're glad to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is the last of our entrepreneurship series, and I'm so glad we have you on. Um Give the audience, give the listener uh, a quick sense of what you're doing right now, and then we will go back to the beginning of where you started. Okay. Well, first of all, um, I, I don't know that I'm worthy of the way you just described me. Um, I am incredibly thankful. I have been designed to be an entrepreneur. There, there's no question about that. But my goodness, you know, I think of probably the greatest entrepreneur in my mind for this community has been Dane Miller. And uh, while Dane was a gifted PhD, he really took a step of faith, really as an entrepreneur, and brought three other leaders uh, to join him in what we know today as the Legacy Biomet Company. So, thank you. Very kind words. Don't know that I'm deserving of that, but well, amen uh, on the amen on the correction because yeah. Dane Dane truly was yeah, an incredible leader, incredible entrepreneur. Fantastic. So, what are you up to now? Privilege right now to be president of MedArtis USA. Um, the community should be aware that we were acquired by MedArtis in a private transaction. We completed that uh, in March of this year. I'm sorry, March of last year. Time goes by quickly, but when yet sometimes fun, we right? forget how quickly it goes by. Well, so um, give everybody a sense of the... So Nextremity was the company that was acquired. Yes, Nextremity Solutions. A privilege to have uh, been appointed the CEO of that back in 2013. It was located in Red Bank, New Jersey, and we'll probably talk more about that. Brought that to Warsaw, but uh, we were recently acquired by MedArtis. That was completed in March of last year. I now presently serve as the president over the U.S. commercial business. Fantastic. And so MedArtis is, give, give everybody a sense of the size and the, the scope of sure, products. Sure, ha happy to. Do. It's an amazing story in of itself. Um, if we think about Swiss excellence. We often think about Swiss watches. And the history of MedArtis was exactly that. It's three generations of leadership. Uh, the, the, great, the grandfather uh, of, of Thomas Straumann today, who's the majority owner of MedArtis, his grandfather was a watchmaker. And his 
grandfather was a metallurgist. And early in his career, he shifted from his interest in watchmaking, and there was a downturn in the industry, and he started to think about his love for being a metallurgist, applying it to medicine. And the craziness of this story is that family actually was the origin of Synthes as we know it today. The Depew Synthes acquisition occurred. So over the years, there were unfortunate and early deaths, both of his grandfather and his father, Thomas Strauman stepped in to run their dental company. That now today is the world's largest dental company in the world with a market cap of $35 billion. Thomas Strauman in 1997 became very interested in the extremity marketplace. And so MedArtis was formed to focus on the upper extremity and craniomaxillofacial products. Over the years, it's progressed now into a global company, about 850 employees worldwide. We are publicly traded, so our revenues will be disclosed, but we'll finish uh, this year probably north of $200 million in revenue. Uh, there's a passionate focus on building this into the world's largest pure play extremity company, and I'm excited to be part of that vision. That's fantastic. So... Um is the acquisition, is that is the fundamental purpose of the acquisition to give access to the U.S., or did they already have uh, yeah, U.S. exposure? Great, great question. Uh, historically, MedArtis USA was really a sales, marketing, and distribution company. What attracted MedArtis to Nextremity Solutions, we were a product development company, passionately focused on working with surgeons, understanding what their unmet needs are, developing product solutions to address that. Two years ago, we acquired Lakeland Technology, so we vertically integrated a manufacturing facility into our product development strategy to really become a, a full-fledged comprehensive company where we could take a product and bring it to the marketplace. We trademarked the phrase revenue-ready solution. And we were very fortunate. We developed 13 different technologies that ultimately were acquired by Zimmer Biomet. But we garnered the interest of MedArtis, not just for our ability to bring innovation to the marketplace, but had all the capabilities of creating a, a U.S. headquarters for them. As it all turned out, what a great place for a Swiss company to have their U.S. headquarters be based right here in the orthopedic capital of the world. That's yeah. a great story. And I love how you talk about product development in that. But one of the things I know so well about you is your development of people. Mm. Um, as an entrepreneur, how have you seen that opportunity grow for yourself with all these different opportunities you've had um, to really invest in the people mm. and help skill them up as you're doing the same thing in the business world? Yeah, another wonderful question, one which um, I take great uh, enthusiasm in answering. People are the greatest asset of any organization. And inherently, all of us have been given gifts and talents and skills, and I love being able to understand those gifts that have been given to individual team members, and then helping them to think through, if you will, a strategy for how can they best utilize those gifts and skills to really maximize their potential of contribution in the organization. So if I could pay my bills by just pouring my life into people, that's what I would do. But the reality is that is what I get to do. Yeah, I, was just I get say. to earn an income and at the same time really pour my life into people. And that's probably my greatest joy that I have. And I love that, sharing that expertise and then empowering those people into new roles and new opportunities for yourself, even with Nextremities and now MedArtis. But going back, tell us about, is there someone who 
really developed you into that person that you now get to be that for so many other people? Yeah, I anticipated this question. And I think it really goes back to some people who encouraged me in my childhood that I had been given leadership skills. And those were things like elementary basketball coach Gary Moeller. Um, it was my mother. She was my greatest cheerleader. Uh, she always encouraged me that I'd been given gifts and skills. My sister was a bilingual secretary for Depew, and when I was 15 years old, she knew that I wanted to pursue orthopedics as a career, and she was a huge cheerleader for me. My first two distributors that I worked for, Ford Depew, at age 19, I went into sales in Cleveland, Ohio, and I moved away from my home of Warsaw, Indiana, to Cleveland. At that time, it was known as the mistake on the lake, and my yes, goodness, and it was the mistake on the lake. I'm from Ohio, so yeah, I you, absolutely you know, understand you know. that I, mean, I remember feeling. the. I'm from Ohio too, so uh, I remember yeah, the, I the river catching on fire. Yeah, and oh, yeah. it was a yeah, 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 right. big change to go from Warsaw, Indiana, to Cleveland. But those two distributors, and one in particular by the name of Larry Batista, he believed in me, and he really helped me form and shape. The way in which I approach surgeons throughout my career, it's always been through questions. And then, boy, an autobiography written by Lee Iacocca. Um, there was one quote in his autobiography. He said, business, after all, is nothing more than a bunch of human relationships. And then I would tell you a quick story about a professor of psychology by the name of Dr. Don Clifton. And today, it's a worldwide organization known as SRI Gallup. And I met Dr. Clifton as an independent distributor, and he began to educate not only me, but five of my closest friends on the importance of helping people to understand what talents that they have. And Dr. Clifton said a talent was a constant reoccurring pattern of thought and or behavior. And I want to repeat that again, that a talent is a constant reoccurring pattern of thought and or behavior. Maybe said differently, we all act the way that we act because we've been designed a certain way. And the world would tell you, we're going to help you manage your weaknesses so you can be better. And Dr. Clifton said it's absolutely the opposite of that. He wrote books called Soar With Your Strengths and now Soar With Your Strengths. He had two protégés that today are best-selling authors of books like Discover, uh, discover the Ways, I think, was one of the books. But it's all about soaring with your strengths and understanding what your strengths are. Don Clifton had a huge impact on my life as a young 24-year-old independent distributor for Depew. Amazing teaching. And to this day, if you walk through MedArtist USA, you'll see the Strength Finder all throughout our, our offices, throughout the plant. Everyone has five top strengths, and so we want to encourage people to soar with their strengths, to, to do more of what they do best more profitably every day. So those are the, 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 the team members of my life, if you will. But another one that comes to mind is Richard Nikolai. Um, he gave me an opportunity. I was an 18-year-old union employee working in the shipping department, uncovered some things that, that I knew were not right, and I marched up to his office as a union employee and uh, he listened to me, and then he gave me an opportunity to become a marketing trainee. And he poured his life into me for two years. He was a tough leader, but he also believed in me. And he was the one who ultimately said, yes, we'll let you pursue a, a career in sales for Depew, even though you're only 19 years of age. So those, all of those individuals come to mind uh, to answer your question directly. That's a wonderful group of people. 
very blessed for sure. I love hearing who they are and the role that they've played mm-hmm. and how you've carried their legacy on and woven it into your own. So Jessica is, uh, she's replacing Ryan. Okay. So Ryan, you know, whatever track coach or something for Lakeland. I don't know. He's not here, but this is, a, this is fortuitous because you know, Rod through a personal relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Rod's daughter, mm-hmm. right? I do. And so, so that there is the, the business side of entrepreneurship, right? And then there's more to Rod than obviously him as a businessman. There's him as a man, it's him as a family man, him having a daughter, you being a part of the community, right? Um, Walk us through uh, Warsaw for Rod. Mm. Walk us through, I mean, you've been, you've given us a little snapshot of of, uh, what makes you you, which is fantastic, by the way, because it's so real. Um, But then there's the, the, the bridging part of what makes you you as an entrepreneur and what makes Warsaw the place that you really thrived? Well, again, I, w- I want to back up a little bit because I-, I appreciate your very kind and gracious comments. But listen, the one who's changed my life is my Lord and my Savior. Amen. He radically, radically transformed my life. But beyond that day where that occurred, which was December the 10th, 1992, at 3.30 in the morning, my upbringing now I see it very clearly. I was raised in Winona Lake, Indiana, and it has a rich spiritual culture. Um, but the influence of Winona Lake initially on my life as a young boy who remembers the Moody Bible Institute and 60,000 people coming into Winona Lake on an annual basis, the rich heritage of the Billy Sunday Tabernacle, the Billy Sunday home was right behind my mother and father's home on Chestnut Street. I look back now, those were formidable years, even when I didn't know they were formidable years in my life. My sister, a bilingual secretary for Depew, and she started in 1970 and has served Depew for almost 50 years before she retired. But my sister's involvement with Depew as a bilingual secretary, she brought a catalog home when I was 15 years old. And I made a decision right then that I was going to pursue orthopedics as a career as a 15-year-old. I think beyond that is just the richness of the history that this little tiny town called Warsaw, Indiana, is the orthopedic capital of the world. And as I look back on my life, I absolutely see God's meticulous providential hand upon my life, that I wanted to pursue orthopedics. I thought that was, if you will, in my own flesh, that that was my desire. He's had that purpose and plan all along. I I know I'm an ambassador for him in the orthopedic industry. So yeah, a little bit about the background, but you know, the, the origins of my life is I was placed exactly where I was supposed to be placed. And in God's meticulous providence, as I like to say, he put me in the orthopedic industry. Well, and we love that you have brought industry back here. Even the Nextremity Medarda story um, is really that moving back, so to speak, from New Jersey back here into this yeah. Warsaw, Winona Lake, the Kosciuszko County. That was an easy seat. decision. That was an easy decision because I knew what our community and our county had to offer our shareholders. Ultimately, in leadership, especially with privately held entities or publicly traded companies. 
yes, we serve surgeons and yes, we serve patients and we need to do that with excellence. But there's a component of our responsibility of making sure our shareholders receive the value from the investments that they make, whether you're privately held or publicly traded. Shareholder value is, should be one of our most critical objectives, not at the expense of taking care of patients and taking care of surgeons properly. But I knew that this little tiny entrepreneurially driven venture that was, it was two entrepreneurially driven surgeons that started Extremity Solutions. It needed to be in the orthopedic capital of the world. We needed to tap into the infrastructure that's here. We were designing product, but we weren't manufacturing product. And I knew of the richness of the manufacturing facilities that we have here, not just in the major companies, but the companies that support the major companies. And I also wanted to surround myself with really wise counsel. You know, a very wise king said that uh, victory is assured in the multitude of advisors. There's a lot of talented people in Kosciuszko County where, if you will, you can pick their brain, you can seek their advice, you can seek their counsel. So I knew that it was the right decision. While some people lost their employment because of that decision, look where we're at today by God's grace. We went from seven employees back in 2013, and today there's over 190 employees. And I'm thankful to be able to say on this podcast, we're going to be increasing the number of employees that we bring onto the team because our business is growing and expanding. If you walked into our facility today, we never thought we would have filled it as quickly as we have, but we're running out of space already, which means we're probably going to have to look at the property to the north of us, which means there's probably going to be another building built that'll spur our economy on. We'll continue to buy more capital equipment to put on the floors to produce more product. That means we're going to see our headcount increase. That's not negative. That's a positive because that means we get to impact more employees' lives and more families' lives in our community and county as well. And as the talent partner at Kedco, I'm excited about that to help grow this community even more with what opportunities there are within industry and just the development of not only our community from an economic standpoint, but also that development into the people that make up our community is what makes it so great. As you think about your journey from where you started at Depew, mm -hmm to where you are now, are there maybe three main points that you can say that was something that really turned a corner for me mm. and then led me to this next step? Are there, can you limit it to three kind of key takeaways in your career that have really kind of helped shape you and what you're doing now and where you're going to go? I mean, there's going to be more to you, Yeah, you know, than... was not prepared for this question. Fascinated that you uh, asked for three, because of late I've continually been challenging my other teammates, what are your top three priorities? Without thinking much about this question, what immediately comes to mind is accept adversity as guidance and direction. Everything happens in life for a reason. So point one would be it was actually some very difficult times in my career where I wondered why would this happen? But I look back now and a very wise man said, you'll find yourself asking this question, what wouldn't have happened if this wouldn't have happened? So as an example, I lost my Depew distributorship in 1995. That was my career objective was to retire as a Depew distributor. One year away from retirement eligibility, 
I was let go by Depew, devastating to me. But yet, had that not happened, I wouldn't have taken another step of faith at that time as a young follower of Christ. So first of all, I would say to anybody who believes they have this entrepreneurial spirit, maybe the first great thing that needs to happen is go through a really difficult time. So I would say point one, diversity or hardship actually is a really good thing. It's been said many times, you love what you do and do what you love. Find out what that is for you as an individual entrepreneur and be willing to take steps of faith. Surround yourself with great counsel. And then, you know, Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind. And I'm a man who loves God's word and I apply it in my life. I want to continue to apply it in my life. In the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament, there's a great passage that says, write down the revelation and make it clear so that it can be written on tablets and that you could see it. If there was a herald running with it, you could see it really well. Man, capture your vision, get it down on paper, write down those goals and objectives, and then stay committed to pursuing those dreams, if you will. Here we are in dream studios, but mm-hmm. you know, pursue that dream. Fantastic. I'm, I'm kind of mesmerized and inspired as you're talking, which shouldn't surprise me, but it does. Um, I think for somebody who is likes to view myself as an entrepreneur, I think when you're saying go through that adversity, I definitely relate to that because there's a, there's a, there's almost like a foundation underneath the adversity, right? It's almost mm-hmm. like you got to get down to the solid place to start where you, you know, where you can set that bar of this is all I need. Right. And everything above and beyond this is blessing. Mm. And if you can get to that point, you can truly pursue the things that you, you know, would provide value. Right. And that's kind of what I'm hearing when you say that. And it's just me thinking out loud because I'm inspired by you. So sorry. Mm. Um, as we're, as we're out there talking, we're talking to entrepreneurs right now. Um, and so some of the entrepreneurs are going to be like, okay, what, what resources um, should I go? What, what resources can I access? What resources can help me get mm. to the point where I'm in your position? Um, do you have any recommendations for anybody out there who's looking for a mentor or sure. a community program or some way of getting some sort of guidance and getting to that, getting, I, to, I, the, getting to you? Yeah, right? I was just in a discussion the other day yeah. with someone and I said the following, if it's not orthopedics, I don't have much to offer. I really don't because that is what I know. That is what I've been called to do from the time I was that 15-year-old kid that knew he wanted to pursue orthopedics. So, so I'll speak from that perspective, if I may. Yeah. My yeah. hope is that there will be many more orthopedic entrepreneurial ventures birthed right here in Warsaw, Indiana. Shame on us if that doesn't happen. You know, OrthoWorks comes to mind, and I am considering stepping on to the board of OrthoWorks. So there is a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of information right there. In fact, I, I missed an opportunity, and I want to come back to it. I would love to see us teaching elementary kids about orthopedics and helping them to understand the rich, rich history of their community. You know, I was a Jefferson Elementary student, and it would be so neat to think about how can we teach kids all the way at the elementary level that you're really fortunate to live in a community that has a very unique history of orthopedics. But OrthoWorks comes to mind. Obviously, Kedco comes to mind. You know, again, mentors in the community, people that have been highly successful in the orthopedic industry, 
many of those names I'm sure we could come up with today, but names of individuals that were part of Legacy Biomet, leaders that came from Zimmer, leaders from Medtronic, leaders of companies today like Paragon Medical, Symmetry. There is a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of information available to that entrepreneurial who will pursue finding those individuals that are be willing to pour into their own individual lives and come alongside them. I can't emphasize enough to anybody with that entrepreneurial spirit, find your advisors, find your counselors. I personally would always make myself available to anyone who had a real interest in an orthopedic entrepreneurial startup. I've been through the bumps and the bruises, the good times and the tough times, but you know, I really do believe in life. That's what it's all about. We should be willing to pour our lives into the lives of others. I think that's a wealth of knowledge too. I mean, it's it's a unique exposure to the real problems that you run into as an uh, as an entrepreneur. It's not all successes. It's definitely not. And so not. it's kind of nice to have somebody who can, you know, say, "Oh yeah, 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 that's normal." You know, that that hard part, you're going to run into that. Well, you know, again, I- my kids still say sometimes they say, Dad, you're the Bible man. And I actually am thankful to hear that because that is the guiding direction for me. But uh, the re- reason why I mention that is there's a passage that says that God is the father of all comfort, and he comforts us so that we can comfort others with the same comfort we ourselves have received from God. Listen, he watches out for the entrepreneur. And I'm able to sit down with another entrepreneur and say, no, 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 I get it. I know exactly what you're going through right now. I know what it's like. June the 5th, 2016, Extremity Solutions was two weeks away and couldn't make payroll. It's a tough position to find yourself in. I can sit with somebody else and say, no, I understand what it's like when you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to make your payroll. Yeah, that's fantastic. I can also share with others, you know what? The one who is my provider came through and there were things that happened that he's the one who gets the glory and the honor and praise for. But great point that we really can Take the good times of our life and the difficult times of our life, whether it's personal or professional, it's all applicable to somebody else. Right, right. Um, and then just, you know, with your broad knowledge of the industry, what areas do you see opportunity for entrepreneurs that might want to explore a startup? Another great question. You know, in our orthopedic world, stay close to surgeons because they're the ones who are seeing unmet needs. In fact, that's been our strategy for 22 years. You say my strategy, but it has been a strategy that we want to understand what surgeons' unmet needs are. When they go into the operating room and they're taking care of a particular fracture, if they're not satisfied with that end result and they're repeatedly frustrated that they're not able to get the result that they want, I'm not one who allows the word problem to be used. They're all opportunities. So I would say to any entrepreneur who's interested in orthopedics, make sure you have an alliance with surgeons that are truly innovators and entrepreneurs themselves. They'll give you the ideas, but also do your research because there's so much information available. Align yourself with surgeons, understand what their unmet needs are, be passionate about being a part of addressing those unmet needs. That's why we loved our name, Nextremity Solutions. We were committed to developing solutions to address the unmet needs of surgeons and ultimately impact patients' lives. And it's the other thing, don't chase the almighty dollar. 
chase impacting patients' lives around the world. And when you focus on the patients' lives, you've got to work through the servants, surgeons to impact the patient. But if you can impact patients' life, the rest of it will all come. The revenue will come. The profitability will come. And don't be afraid to build a company. So often I think people don't take a step of faith because they think, I don't know how to raise the capital. It's a process. I've been taught how to do that. And again, surround yourself with advisors to help you through the process. Fantastic. I love hearing the people part of that. Mm -hmm. Just as a person, I think sometimes in business, we get lost looking at the numbers and the things or developing a product. And it's easy sometimes to forget that that's ultimately in service of someone else and you're providing a benefit and a change and you're doing it for patients through surgeons in the orthopedic industry. And in other industries, you're doing the same thing through whatever medium it might be, but it's ultimately about how we can serve other people better. Well, you know, couldn't agree more and I'll put a plug in for a family member. I, I love my brother and sister-in-law, Scott and Tish Woods, and they're in the business of what? They're serving food, of course, but they're ultimately serving the individual or the family that comes in to dine at one of their establishments. They're doing what they're passionate about, but ultimately it's to serve. And ultimately it's to serve and bring a product with excellence to the one that they're wanting to serve. And so I think, you know, if we just stop and really begin to think about the golden rule, if we think about being true servant leaders, you're doing that today through this broadcast and hopefully it'll be beneficial to others. But we ultimately want to serve our community and our county and the surrounding counties. This is where we're at. So let's make a huge impact on Kosciuszko County by being committed to be entrepreneurs that are committed to doing things with excellence to ultimately impact people's lives. Yeah. And as you bring it back to Kosciuszko County, what are the things that you really enjoy about living here? I mean, you've yeah. been here for years, obviously a little stint in Ohio, came yeah. back and have made some moves around, but what, what is it about Kosciuszko County that you love? Number one, I love the people. You know what? There's times people, oh, you're an old Midwesterner. Bet I am. Because I think there's some real strong morals and ethics. And I think there's a strong uh, faith foundation that exists in this community and in our county and surrounding counties. You know what? I love our lakes. I love the fact that we have 108 lakes in Kosciuszko County, and I think there's so much enjoyment to be derived from that. Um, you know, I think we've got a great educational system. You know, we're still blessed to have administration that are committed to the kids, committed to their upbringing. Yeah, I, there's not another place in the United States I'd want to live. I absolutely love Warsaw, Winona Lake, Kosciuszko County. And there's just such a rich history here. I mean, every time I'm still downtown, I look at our courthouse, and I believe that was built for just a little north of $40,000. I marvel at the beauty of that structure. And then again, for me personally, to think about 1895 is when Depew, Revra Depuy, mm -hmm. actually founded this orthopedic company in Warsaw, Indiana. The rich history of Winona Lake. I have a 20-year-old son right now that it literally is becoming a historian. He has fallen in love with the history of Wino Lake. I love that, to think back about those incredible years where Billy Sunday himself 
was here in our community that Billy Graham preached in the Billy Sunday Tabernacle and this little tiny community that was once called a Chautauqua, a place of rest. Yeah, there's just so much to offer here. I, I love this community. Fantastic. Uh, any, um, this opportunity to shout out to the, you know, your, the people at Modardis, uh, the, the team that you have, or provide any additional information about what's going on in your life that you want the community to know? Boy, you guys ask questions that nobody gets prepared to answer, but let me think for a moment on that. As far as things going on in my life, you know, I am convinced this is where I'm supposed to be. Uh, incredibly passionate about achieving the objectives that we've set um, as a company. As a publicly traded company, I can't disclose all of that, but I'm very excited about the vision that we have and the growth objective that is in front of us. You know, a shout out to Team at Artist USA is keep doing more of what you do best, more profitably every day. Let's never forget it's the patients that we ultimately serve, and we get to patients through surgeons. They also know I'm incredibly a passionate man about being a sales-centric organization. If we don't have professional sales consultants out on the street representing us every day, we'll never get to new surgeons. We'll never be able to impact more patients. So to the MedArtist USA sales team, keep doing what we're doing. Let's get better at it. Let's keep winning every day. To this community, let's keep being committed to this community. You know, we have a unique opportunity. Unity is such a powerful word, and I think our greatest days are ahead in Warsaw, Winona Lake, Kosciuszko County. I believe by faith we're going to be used in very significant ways to impact people's lives through the industries that are here in our community and county, but most importantly, it's through us as people. We're what will make an impact on other people's lives. Amen. Well, we're at this part of the show that uh, we ask a signature question. Typically, Ryan punched that over to me, but now that we've got a new ho a co-host, I'm going to punt it over to Jessica. So, Jessica, please. Yeah, so the kind of final question we ask is, what does Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? You know, Clearly Kosciuszko to me would be, there's no other choice. There's no other choice than Kosciuszko County. We have a rich, rich history here. And we have a plethora of talent available to capitalize upon. So for me, clearly, Kosciuszko, it's the people. It's the people that make Kosciuszko County clearly the right choice to live and to labor in and just to enjoy life. And it's a great community and a great county. We love hearing that. And it's so interesting to see, you know, just everybody's answer to how that question plays out. But it's Yours particularly is true to who you are, which I expect nothing less, but the people and what is here. I think the legacy, it's fun to see who Rod Meyer is now, but it'll be even more exciting to see who Rod Meyer still becomes because we're not done yet. There's still, we are not. still more we to are come. Not. In fact, if I may, with the, maybe a closing comment, in the orthopedic industry, there's a term when a product's not finished yet, it's a whip. It's work in process. We're all works in process. I'm a lot different today than I was back in 1992. And I look forward to just watching and observing in my own life, maybe reflecting and looking at myself in a mirror, 
you know, I am a different man today than I was 10 years ago. And I hope and pray I'll be even a different man 10 years for more, Lord willing, if I get another 10 years. I'd like a lot more than that, but no, that's a uh, great question. And it'll be great to watch how all of us change over the years yet to come. Rod, thank you so much. It's been a privilege and an honor. And again, very humbled by some of your words, not uh, deserving of them, but thankful to hear them. We're glad you're here. We appreciate the inspirational message. Thank you. My privilege. Jessica, well done. And Thank I you. am so glad you are uh, on the host roster. It's fun to be here. You know, this isn't somewhere I really envision myself being, but fun to get a chance to say yes and try something new and get back to being with people. Well, I would tell you, you're using your talents well. Because those constant reoccurring patterns and thought of behavior, I can see both of you are well-suited to do exactly what you're doing today. My communications professors would be maybe pretty proud of seeing me sit in this chair. So it's great to be here and just to share more about what this community is all about. It's been fun to be here for the last 20 years, and I look forward to you know, the rest of my life here with my kids who were Jefferson Spartans and, you know, all the great things that we kind of have circled back around to mm. today. So Jody, it's great to sit with you and take over for Ryan. I know it's a little bit different person and personality in this chair, but he'll be back kind of in and out. And I'm excited to have a seat and a little rotation as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys. This has been uh, the fifth of the entrepreneurship series. Um, the next podcast will release in two weeks. Thank you for joining the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.